Hi, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have the privilege of interviewing Ailey Steele. Ailey is an identity coach and a happiness mentor from Scotland. She helps high achieving, recovering workaholics find sustainable happiness independent from professional progress by supporting them to create quality friendships and a fulfilling life. Ailey's passion for identity coaching is a result of battling chronic illnesses for the last decade and becoming an adoptee from China. Both of these experiences have helped her realize that connecting to your identity can be your anchor in the storm of life. She also understands the importance of going for your goals and from a place of sustainable happiness instead of chasing your goals in order to be happy. Welcome, Ailey Steele. Hi, everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today I have Ailey Steele on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. (laughs) Me too. So tell our audience who you are, what you do, who you serve. So I'm an identity coach and happiness mentor. I help high achieving women mostly that really feel as if they've had so many plates spinning for so long and their Mm -hmm. name's not on any of them. Uh, So yeah, I help them to really connect to who they are at their core um, learn to enjoy life again for themselves, not for everybody around them, and also have an amazing social life because life isn't all just about work. It, I preach, preach, sister. That is so <laughs> true. So I absolutely love your story. And we've been talking about this for a while because we both bonded over the fact that we're both adopted, which I think is so freaking cool. But can you go into your story? Like, how did you get into this space? Why did you get into this space? Share some background on that because I think it's so beautiful. I was adopted from China by my parents. Um, I don't know. This is an interesting thing um, to talk about actually being adopted as well is Mm -hmm. that for me, the people that get the extra name put on anything is always like my biological parents get the extra word. You know, my parents to me are just my parents. Like that's kind of how I deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so my parents adopted me from China. Um, I was two uh, and they were currently living in Norway at the time. So I always joke that like, if that's not international adoption, I don't know what is. (laughs) So so I, my dad was in the air force. We moved around a lot early on um I was living in my fourth country by the time I was four so (laughs) yeah so I was um yeah I was traveling before it was cool to travel on Instagram and everything like that um (laughs) but it definitely it meant that I got even from a young age I was very aware of how people saw me in the world and that I wasn't I didn't always just naturally fit in with Mm. my surroundings so I think that even back then, being very conscious of my identity was a big thing and um, really helping other people understand that too, because it was, I had to educate myself to be able to educate others. So I think that was probably my first taste of identity. Um, the biggest taste of identity that I really got though, was at 13, basically overnight, I ended up in hospital and for the next five years was bed bound. Um, wow. Yeah, I there was a long periods of time where I, I, if I had a hospital appointment or anything, I had to use a wheelchair to get there. Um, And considering that I'd literally, I was a regular teenager up until that point, there was no massive signs of that coming to literally wake up one day and not be able to walk basically for a long time. Wow. It really 
makes you think about okay who who are you and like my thing is also um my identity was my anchor in the storm of everything going on okay I really want to connect to who I am like I think there's nothing more than your physical capabilities being taken away that really makes you figure out who you are at your core and that you're not just even your physical body which a lot of us think that we are so Mm -hmm. That is, wow, that's incredible. And just like even talking about core identity, I know that's what you do with your business, but how does discovering and connecting with that core identity really add value to your business? Do you have any like feedback or tips on that? I think that for me, it's quite a unique thing as well, because for me, I would feel like such a hypocrite if I'm teaching on identity and it's it's the it's my whole business. Mm-hmm. So if I don't feel as if I'm putting my identity and happiness as well, if I'm not making them a major aspect of my life and I'm teaching other people to do that, there would feel like such a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is the more that I discover and really figure out about myself, the more that I can help my clients do the same thing. So I always say I want to be the best advert for my product so if I'm at the best place that I can be if I'm really happy with my life and I feel comfortable in who I am then I hope that that kind of shines out of me and that my clients really feel that so that it's not just that I'm telling them what I think would help them I think it's also that they see that as an example of okay I'm not just preaching at them like this is a this is a journey for both of us it's a collaboration that's a big thing is that I'm not just telling them all the time what they need to be doing it's always Mm. figuring out together what makes most sense for them I think it's also for any business though really figuring out what your identity is It's, it's your why you figure out why you're doing what you're doing it means that the mornings that you wake up and you're like oh I need to work on my website or work on the activities that you don't necessarily want to be focusing on you actually think about okay but this is going to help the people that I can help find me this is going to help whatever it is that whatever activity is that you're doing you understand why you're doing it because you've you've really connected to the deeper reason and the bigger picture Mm. as well on why that is I love this conversation already this is so good (laughs) (laughs) so okay I'm getting excited here now how do you personally connect with your identity? Do you do any type of like rituals or routines or do you journal? Like how do you get so deep within your core to discover that? Because I mean, even me just coming from corporate world before coming into this entrepreneur space, I just lived my life on autopilot, right? It was just like, wake up, commute to work, go to work, come home, do all the things. And then it wasn't until I actually went into the hospital last summer that it was like that wake up call that was like, whoa, what are you doing with your life? So I'm just so curious to hear from you. Like, do you have any type of rituals or routines to do that? Absolutely. So one of the big things that I think is really important is how you, I kind of like to think of it as like bookend your day. So how do you start it? How do you finish it? So the first hour of my day, I don't look at any messages. I don't check emails. I'm not on social media. I think that that first hour of your day really sets up how your what your priority is. And if your priority is yourself for the first hour of your day, that means that you just protect yourself from the world for that extra moment in time so quite often recently especially I've got really into meditation again and it's it's one of those things everybody talks about meditation until we're all blue in the face with that and like it's so important and 
but for me it's really about creative visualizing what I want my how I want my day to go so I start with myself in the in my meditation and then think about my next step so I think that that just helps me to again focus on focus on my energy and what's going on I still have a lot of the chronic health issues that Mm. made that ended me up in hospital and different things so it's so important um to really check in with how my body's doing each morning and actually thinking about how much energy do I have to put into this day and how I'm going to allocate it so that's really important for me to do I love reading as well I think that reading can be for me it's such a centering experience because what I read is what I'm wanting to consume I think that we get so caught up in diet being just about food and so many people forget that diet is every single thing that you take in in our whole days and I think that that's that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really really try to tell my clients is that if you're great if you're into programs that are really hectic and frantic and drama filled that's good like if you really enjoy that great but just be aware that you are consuming that you're you're taking in all of that kind of energy and the emotions you're still feeling those people's emotions so if you're constantly taking that in and you're not taking in like the calming moments you're not taking in the ones to like fill you up then that's when it becomes more problematic Mm. so it's so true are you an empath I'm an empath I'm like, yeah, it's I feel interesting. energies so much. And especially with clients too. Like you can just tell when people are having an off day. I swear, it's just the empath in us. It's just the empath. Uh, do you actually, so um, that is, that's a major group of people that I work with is highly sensitive people is, mm-hmm. um, and like the, it's a, I don't know what the right word for it is. Like it's, it is a coined term by psychologist, highly sensitive person, which is just another way for saying empath. And mm-hmm. um yeah, it's something that's really important to me because absolutely, I definitely, have you taken the, like the actual psychological quiz of whether you're a highly sensitive person? Because it's so interesting. Oh, I have not, but if you have it, I will drop it in the show notes for people to test it out and do it. I definitely feel like I am, especially, well, first off with clients and I, and I never really tapped into it. I was, I was like, Oh, like I can usually tell within the first five minutes of meeting someone when I'm like, I just know there's something, you know, you can feel it. And, um, especially when like when COVID hit and you can just feel the energy of the world, just so heavy. And it was, I mean, a lot of empaths that I spoke to were struggling a lot when COVID hit because it was just such a dark time in the beginning when people were like, what's going on. So that's, it's so interesting what you're saying, consuming that, that TV or those programs that, you know, psychologically, like, you know, underneath subconsciously, you're absorbing that negative energy, which is so, so true. So kind of absolutely flipping the switch a little bit here, what advice would you give to people who have gotten like caught up with the everyday repetitive cycle, you know, that I was just talking about before people who have not connected to their identity, like what would you, what advice would you give them to connect with themselves? I think to just really start thinking in a deeper way about the way that you're living. So taking a moment, take a step back. I think that it's so easy to just be on the merry-go-round of life, as I say. So Mm -hmm. people have got onto this merry-go-round where there's all the lights. We're just, we're going in this circle and we forget that we can get off at any moment if we want to. So people that are caught up in the daily grind of life, whether it's a really busy job or whether it's you're always doing things for family and friends and never taking anything back, 
actually take a moment to even sit down with a pen and paper and work out exactly what it is that you want from your day-to-day life if it's okay if a really good quality conversation that's fulfilling for everybody involved is something that's really important to you find a way to work that in if you really just need some time by yourself and stiller moments to fulfill you then make sure that that's a part of it I think that it's really just about consciously living and not allowing your life to live you instead of the other way around I think that's the most important thing Mm. I love that so, so, so much. And I'm going to go a little bit off topic here too, because this just came to my mind. What about like when you have trauma, right? So like both of us were adopted in our past. So, and I know I've been talking with with this conversation with a lot of clients lately as well. So how does like past troubles or tribulations or trauma impact your self-identity? Like, do you, does that, did that impact you at all? Like, do you have anything on that? Does it come up with clients? Cause I feel like a lot of people, everyone has their own version of trauma living within their body. So like, I know that impacts directly with your identity. So has it happened before with clients or anything could speak on that? I think the most important thing is that whatever's happened to us in our past, we can't change. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we can get rid of, but how we choose to deal with it, that is completely within our control. So I think that first of all, if you, if it's deep trauma and people still haven't dealt with it, I think that you do need to to talk to someone about it Mm -hmm. and this is something also that I'm really passionate about within the coaching industry is that coaches are amazing they can help you in so many different ways of life and Mm -hmm. with different things that are going on but if I recognize in a client that actually I'm not the best one to help them if I think that they need a counselor or a psychologist or someone else then I'll say that to them I don't I'm not afraid to say look I don't feel like this is my zone of genius that I can help you with I think that really going and dealing with the the core of that trauma is important I think it's so important Mm -hmm. because it's not until you've really gone back and you can face it and deal with it that you can move on so I think that that's a massive thing I think in terms of once you've dealt with it I think moving forward I think that really owning it as part of your story part of your identity can be really helpful so for me personally that was always a really big thing with the the health journey that I've been on is that I I said to myself if I can use it to help other people then it was worth it and no matter what it is that I went through how difficult some of those days were because they were they were incredibly dark days sometimes like I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel but I would just keep saying to myself if this means that I'm strong enough to get through this and then I can use a bit of this strength to lend someone else when they need it, then I I can handle mm-hmm. this. And that really helped me like kind of pace it out marathon style um, during that time. And I think that, that that is an important thing as well as really having that focus to see to see the end goal and to see where you're going with it, what it's going to do in the world, not just for yourself, but the people around you. Mm. That was so beautiful. Thank you. I know that was so off topic and that's not something we spoke about before, but it was on the mind. <laughs> <No problem. laughs> um, I love this. I love this. So I want to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about, this is my favorite part of every Thrive Society podcast episode, because that is why I started this podcast was to showcase that 
building a business, becoming an entrepreneur is not as beautiful as Instagram likes to show it, right? It's not just curated images. There are things that we have had to go through trials, tribulations, challenges to get us to where we are now. So is there anything that you went through in your life that you can just kind of think of that have helped shape the trajectory of you and your business? So there's a couple of things that stick out for me. I think one of them was I had an incredible doctor. Um, when I was going through everything that was happening, I was so lucky to have this one doctor that d- it wasn't just the kind of, I would say he was probably my first mentor and coach as well as being my doctor. He would really take the time, no matter how busy he was with other clients and everything, mm-hmm. he would always take the time to check in, not just how I was doing physically, but how I was doing as a whole. Like, how was my kind of spirit doing that day? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I don't mean like the kind of airy fairy spirit, like, was, my, was I feeling a bit broken or was I feeling stronger? Like, kind of where I was on the sliding scale. So I remember one day talking about the future and wanting to do all of these things and get back to these things. And the two things that he said to me were, okay, so you obviously you want to be healthier than you are right now, but focusing on the fact that you'll be happy when I'll be happy if what happens if you get there and it's not everything that you dreamt of. And that for me, like that still sticks with me today is so many of us, no matter what's going on, we always have that. Okay. I'll be happy when I get to this goal or I'll be happy when this happens. And actually by doing that, it's actually, we keep happiness out of reach all the time. And I think that's something for my business, for my life, everything that I really keep in mind is that even if I'm working on things in my business, I choose to enjoy the journey. I choose to love every second because you know what, what if when I get to that goal, it's not everything I dreamt of. What if it doesn't, what if it's not the breakthrough that I was expecting? So I think that using everything as a learning experience and just soaking up as much of the goodness of what I'm doing as I can along the way, I think that that transforms your business completely. Mm, That was so good. And it's so true. So, and I was literally just talking about this with a client as well with like money, right? So you get to these income goals, right? And you think that, oh, when I get to this 10, 20, 50 K month, I'm going to, I'm going to be so happy, but it's no, it's just money. And it's like, you have to enjoy this process in your business as you're growing it and scaling it. Even when you get to that point, you're always going to want more, right? You're never going to be fully satisfied too. So I'm totally with you on that. I absolutely love that. I love talking to you. I feel like we could talk all day long about this stuff and you are such (laughs) a beautiful person. How can people find you, work with you? Do you have anything coming up that you are working on that you can share? You can get in touch with me through Instagram. It's Ailey Steele. So A-I-L-I-E-S-T-E-E-L. Uh, I'm also on Facebook um, and I'm always in my DMs and I love getting DMs. So anytime um, somebody wants to get in touch, I'd love that. Um, If you want to be a part of it, that would be amazing too. Uh, I also have a website, which is again, just ailysteel.com. So yeah, I'd be so excited to hear from anybody over there. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Wow, that was so incredible. Ailey is such a beautiful soul and just listening to her speak about identity and how deeply rooted it is into our core is just so incredible, right? Because as entrepreneurs, you know, money can be a driving force to our success, right? But it has to be so deeply rooted into what we are doing and we have to be so happy and 
engaged and present with our existing journey to success instead of focusing on the end goal of success, right? So, so beautiful. Thank you so much for listening in and stay tuned for the next episode.